Hello there, welcome to Revelation from the Heart podcast, bringing you timely teaching from the Word of God. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. I would love to stay connected with you online. You can visit my website at www.paulacornett.weebly.com. From there, you can access my social media links as well as join the mailing list and receive updates right to your inbox. Be sure to like my page on Facebook at Paula Cornett Ministries, follow me on Instagram, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, Revelations from the Heart. I am so excited for what the Lord has in store for you today, and I hope that you will be encouraged by today's message. Well, grab your Bible. Let's get into today's episode. Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to this edition of Revelations from the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Minister Paula Cornett. This is episode number 44. I hope you all have been blessed by the teaching thus far. I've been doing a teaching on the Holy Spirit. And as I mentioned, this is my favorite topic and subject. I love the Holy Spirit. I love the spontaneity of the Holy Spirit. I love to flow in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He is here to help the believer in navigating through this life. So today I'm very excited because I have a very special guest and dear friend with me today, another Bible College uh, alum with me, uh, Leticia Diaz. I just want to give her a proper introduction. As I said, she's my dear, dear friend. She is first a woman of God that is so paramount and important that she is a woman of God and she works as a registered nurse. And she's also, this, this woman has a lot of things that she does. So let me just lay the list down. She is a Spanish and sign language interpreter. And she also teaches nursing school. She is a student that is currently working on her PhD and the love of her heart, she is a missionary, and she has made a couple mission trips to the island of Cuba, and she's going to be sharing some of that with us today, so I would just like to introduce to you my dear, very dear friend, which hails from Brooklyn, New York, is that correct? Yes, ma'am. But she is living currently in North Carolina, so mm-hmm. just give her a great God bless you as I present to you Leticia. Diaz, just go ahead and say hello to the listeners. Well, hello, everyone. Good evening, everyone that's in tune and listening to this wonderful podcast. And we give God the glory. And uh, Miss Minister Paula Cornett has been a very good friend of mine. And I can always remember in Bible college, she would sit right next to me because her last name was C and mine is D. And so they sat us in alphabetical order, but I'll tell you one thing that has always remained in my mind, and it was something that she said to me, and she doesn't even remember this, probably, but I can remember that we had preaching lab, and everyone was scheduled to go up there and preach in front of like maybe 500 students, and that might have been a little bit intimidating at the time, which probably now is not intimidating for either one of us, but I remember that I said to her, Paula, you have to preach tomorrow. Are you nervous? are you scared? And she says, scared? I don't have no reason to be scared, girl. When you get to talking about the goodness of God, honey, you forget about anything and you just got something to say. And I said, oh, okay. But she wasn't finished. She said, if you don't have nothing to say, you just better sit your tail down then and don't say a word. <laughs> and you know, those few things that she said to me that fast, I kept them in the back of my mind. 
Because from that moment when I had to go and speak and minister somewhere, I would always say, I remember what she said. If you start talking about the goodness of God and all that he's done for you, honey, you're going to have a lot to say. Because God right. is good and he is faithful. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. yes that is correct. We said <laughs> always had to sit close to each other because of alphabetical yes. order. So yes. she was a good, a great person to uh, to be around. And I just thank God for our friendship, which is what? Yes. 21 years, I think. Is yes. It? 21 so years. 21 years. And, you know, when you have a, a good friend, it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Every time we talk, it's like we just left. We haven't seen right. each other. I don't think it's, I think it's been that long since we've seen Probably each other. Since we graduated. Yeah. Yes. But it doesn't feel like that. It feels like just yesterday. Mm -hmm. So I yes. just thank God for her. And I was just mm -hmm. compelled by the Holy Spirit to have her on as a guest because mm -hmm. of her heart for missions and, yes. um, you know, that what we're seeing, we saw from the other podcast with Brother Chad, how God is using him, mostly mm -hmm. in the continent of Africa. He goes over there a lot and how mm -hmm. he said something that was so paramount that, you know, God is the same everywhere. Amen. He's the same everywhere. Amen. So the same Amen. power that we that we see, it's, 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 God doesn't, he doesn't change. And one yes. thing that I found is no matter where people are, people are just people. Yes. People are just Amen. people. Amen. And so um, I want, want to begin first um, by having Letitia share her personal testimony Amen. with you. I always have the uh, the first time you come on to share your personal testimony. Mm -hmm. The Bible says Amen. that they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And your testimony Amen. has such power. And everybody's testimony yes. is different. So yes. if you just go ahead and just share your testimony with the listeners. Yes, I'll just make it brief. Um, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I was not raised in a Christian home. We were raised actually in a house that where my family practiced witchcraft. And uh, I saw many things and uh, that's how we grew up. And you know, it's terrible, but it becomes almost like it's normal. But uh, when I was in my early 20s, I can remember that my brother had passed away and my mom was very distraught. And so one day in the... Uh, supermarket she was shopping and a group of women were there and uh in the same aisle and they started to talk to her and they were one was a pastor the pastor's wife and the other two women were from an evangelical church so my mom was still sad and she walked around very depressed and so she was in the supermarket and these ladies come up to her and they start talking about the eggs and this and that but what happened they they you know they had to have discernment because when they saw my mom they didn't know who she was. She didn't know who these ladies were, but they looked at her and they said, are you sad about something? And she broke down and told them, yes, I just lost my son a couple of months ago. And they prayed for her and ministered mm -hmm. to her right there in the supermarket. And you know, they invited her to church. My mom went with these ladies to visit the church every single time that they were service at their church. And my mom got saved. Mm -hmm. When I saw the transformation that God had done in my mom's life, and how she no longer had a desire to practice witchcraft. And she was just a changed person, totally changed. I said, wow, what happened to mom? She needs to go to that church some more. <laughs> but little did I know that God was working on me too. And from that time, I guess my mom was a witness. And that's how I got saved maybe a year later. And from that time, I have been a totally different person. But then my sister started to get saved. And so that's how it was, you know, like a snowball effect in my yeah. home. And from my mom's 
testimony, the rest of us went to the feet of Christ and that's, we've been serving God ever since then. And I want to say it's probably like close to 30 years now. Hmm. Yes, ma'am. God is amazing. God is good. It is so amazing to me that when Mm -hmm. you hear the testimony of how people have been in witchcraft and how God God can place believers in their path. And when they come in contact Mm -hmm. with the power of God. Yes. Nothing trumps the power of God. Nothing. Nothing trumps the power of God. And he has the greatest power that has ever Mm -hmm. been displayed and ever will be displayed on the face of this earth. And so it's just awesome to hear. I'm glad you are part of the kingdom now. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. But we want to get get into um, the missions. I want to ask you a a quick question. how did you first get involved with missions? Because I remember you were in the class that we were in together was revival and evangelism, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. That's where that's what you were in. Well, so how did how yeah. did you come the missions come about? Well, missions has always been in my bones, I want to say, because you know, when God calls you to do something, you can try to run away from it and you can even have people try to talk you out of it. But when you know it's God that he's placed that in your heart so fervently that you can't erase it from your mind, you can't run away from it, that's how I knew. When I was 10 years old, I can remember my mom saying this to me. And when I say, remember, we came from a home full of witchcraft. I remember her saying to me one day in my bedroom, I was playing and she said, what are you going to do when you grow up? When you become an adult, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, I don't know. But I know one thing. I want to travel and travel and travel the world, mom. That's what I want to do. And you know, when I reached Bible college and I told Elder Canfield how I felt since the age of 10, he said God had already put that gift and that desire and that calling in your heart since you were a child. You just didn't know how to channel it until you gave your life to Christ. And to me, missions is my heart. I love it. I, I, can, I can live out of a suitcase for real. And if I didn't have other responsibilities at home, you would never find me home. <laughs> you know, I got school, I have work, I do this, I do that. But if I didn't have all that, I'd be in a different country every couple of months. And oh. I'm not afraid. I travel by myself if I have to, but I just do it because it's, it's, it's in here. It's inside of me. And that's what I love to do. Yes. <laughs> You know, you said that was so good that you said that um, that it was always in there. It was always there. And always. see, a lot of times what happens is, you know, God gives us those gifts. We're born mm-hmm. with them, those abilities. And sometimes right. you see them, children, they'll start to surface, see things right. that they, and their parents will say, yeah, he used to, he used to listen to music all the time, or it was right. always writing, even as a kid, or they right. started drawing at, you know, at a young age. And mm-hmm. the thing that some, a lot of times some kids don't have is they don't have a parent that, that is cultivating that. Right. That's cultivating that gift. Like you said, Absolutely. it's cultivating, but it's always there. It's you know, always you can there. you can get to the place where, yeah, but it it, it helps mm-hmm. when the parents recognize it and they cultivate that gift so right. that that child is able to develop and mature and fulfill the purpose and plan that God has for them. Amen. So Amen. you you go you go to Cuba, right? How many times have you been there again? Well, at least three. Okay. And I was supposed to go in 2020, but because of the COVID, we had to cancel our plans. But um, I can remember, I have a heart for missions. But you know, God will assign you to different countries sometimes. Yeah. 
Like, you know, you see missionaries that say, oh, I moved into Africa and they're American people. Oh, I live in China or wherever God places you. You will put such a heart for those people that you don't even know why you're there. You don't even know why you love them the way you do. So I can remember before I went to Cuba, I kept going around saying this to everybody. I'm going to Cuba one day. I'm going to Cuba one day. I'm going to Cuba one day. And you know, sometimes they would say, what are you going to that ugly country for? Of all places, you can't find no better place to go. I said, but I'm going with a mission. I'm not going there on vacation. But they were like, oh, you shouldn't go there because you know their dictator is a is a socialist country, is a communist country. They're gonna leave you there, and they're not gonna let you get out of there. And I would look them in the face and say, listen, the same way I walk up in that country, that's the same way I'm gonna come right out of that country. And that's exactly what happened. And when the opportunity came for me to go there. I couldn't believe it. I wanted to pinch myself. I'm like, am I really going? Am I really going? And the money showed up. Everything I needed to take showed up. You have to have a visa, a religious visa. I got that. Everything fell in place. And I said, God, this is so you. And the biggest thing I felt when I reached Cuba and I got off the plane, it was a small little plane. Like you see on TV, the celebrities come down the little steps and there's always a small little plane. And there's two uh, airline stewards at the bottom just greeting you. Hey, hello, welcome to whatever country you're in. I can remember going down those little steps and I felt someone tap me on my left, on my right shoulder. And I turned around and there was no one behind me. And I said, well, I know I felt somebody tap me on the <laughs> shoulder. That's why I turned around. And I got to, I was ready to put my foot on the ground the last step. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, look straight ahead, look up and look straight ahead. And I took my eyes off the gaze off my, off the floor, off the ground. And I looked up and it said, Havana, Cuba. And I was like, I'm in Cuba. I'm in Cuba. And I said, Lord, I am here. You know what his response to me was? What? Simply because you asked me. I said, oh, I wanted to. I wanted to cry so bad. And I said, I cannot walk into that airport and all the olden people looking at me crying because <laughs> they wouldn't understand. So you know what I did? I, I, I stepped down and I started walking and fighting back the tears. And I saw a little, uh, a little rock on the ground. I bent over and I picked it up and I looked at that rock in my hand. And I said, I will always hold on to this rock because I'm going to remember Cuba forever and I will be praying for these people forever. And I put it in my pocket and then I said, Lord, okay, I'm ready. And I walked inside that airport and all those people were standing there greeting us and waiting for us. And I was like, I can't believe I'm here. But God is so good. He is so faithful. I mean, he knew my heart. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. And that was a very big desire of my heart. And when I go there, I, I just feel like I'm at home. I'm no longer a stranger. It's so amazing. There's so many things I've learned there. So many testimonies that I've experienced there in a place where these are strangers, but they felt like they knew me all my life. Mm. They welcomed me. They accepted me. And then the first night we get there, they're like, do you know that you're going to be interpreting at the biggest churches we have here in Cuba? We have a, a white American pastor who's coming to preach tomorrow on Sunday, and you're going to be interpreting for him. I'm like, 
what? When were you guys going to tell me this? <laughs> like, oh, we know you can handle it. And sure enough, one of the biggest churches the next morning, I was interpreting at that big old church and I, I didn't feel nervous. I didn't feel scared. I was like, God, here I am yours. Do what you got to do. And there I was. So there oh, in wow. Cuba, Cuba, it's a lot different from, um, Very you know, different. what most people are are you like you said they have a dictatorship it's socialism yes. there kind of yes. kind of give the listeners a feel of like i guess the question i want to ask is like what's mm -hmm. the spiritual climate of cuba um, um well because they live in a an oppressed country and they've been like that for like 63 years because they have the same leader for that mm -hmm. long and even when he was too ill to continue his um you know his his post then his brother took over with the same rules and the same thing. Everything just follows. So nothing has changed. And yet, uh, even though they don't have a lot, like we have the freedom. Freedom is what they really are lacking because they can't speak like we speak. They can't say what they want to say. And what surprised me the most, and I didn't know this, is like in the streets when they walk, they're always looking over their shoulder. And like, I kept trying to figure out why are they always looking over their shoulder? Like who's following them? And they would say, you always have to watch your words. So they don't have that freedom to openly tell me everything that was going on until they trusted me and in behind closed doors and they would share some of the hardship that they experienced and all. But um, because even in their churches, they have someone sitting there that they don't know who it is, but someone just there to listen to what they're saying, hear what they're talking about and just always, you know, watching and they're always being watched. So they have their... Um, reasons why they're reserved mm. a lot of times because they never know who's listening mm. and then the repercussions of that is not very pleasant so they're very careful but they're beautiful people they're lovable um they enjoy missionaries they enjoy people of other cultures that come and they receive them with open arms in their churches they're very lively they're um Pentecostal ones, they are loud and they just like the Pentecostal churches here and praise God. Oh, and they wow. really, and the young people seek God wholeheartedly. One church we went to one night, the pastor said, I want you missionaries to lay hands on all my young people. And they all just ran up there to the altar with no one saying, You're ready to come up here, you don't need prayer. They went on their own with tears, just streaming down their faces, those beautiful young people. I can still see them. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. But we pray for each and every one of those young people. And they, whatever little bit they have, they share and they're lovable. Here, have this, take this, here, eat this. No, you eat first. And you would see how they would give us to eat first when they had not eaten yet. And they're just standing like, behind, like back. There's some left over, we'll get some. Don't worry about it. I mean, they're just so warm. And the love of God is with those people. Mm. they really really are you never see them complaining never see them sad you know they provide jokes for themselves they entertain themselves because they're like if we don't do this we can't be walking around crying all the time that's true there's nothing else we could do so let god you know the joy of the lord is our strength really like for real, they're living, they're living for that real. out. Yeah, they live living that. that. Out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes sure when you've always had something like freedom, you don't realize how precious it is mm -hmm. um, until you don't. That's why, you know, I thank God every day. 
uh, living in America that we have the freedom for now. That's right, for now. <laughs> and the liberty to, yes. um, you yes. know, we're seeing, we're seeing in our country, we're not going to get into that, but we're, we, we're seeing in our country where social, socialism, yeah, is trying to take over. Um, mm -hmm. But we're praying, definitely praying against that. Uh, definitely praying against that. So Amen. while you were there, can you give us some testimonies? Um, give us That's like right. some some that really stand out in your mind of of, of how God just well, you know showed up you, and used you. Yeah, this is and this was amazing because when I went the the second time, I went with the the first time I went with a group of like twenty five people, twenty five mm -hmm. missionaries. And so you know you have to go through customs. And you have to pay taxes on all the suitcases that you bring because we bring them a lot of stuff, um, Bibles and books and food and shoe, everything you can think of. So they go through every one of them suitcases. It takes like two hours for us to get through there. Mm. But we sit around and then they charge us taxes. I'm like, well, this is just great. So the <laughs> leader who took us there, she was like, we're going to have to pay taxes, guys. I just hope it's not more than $700. And I'm thinking... They gonna charge us that much money because we bring them like 20, 20 suitcases of stuff for all their people. She says, mm-hmm. So you know, th the policemen are there just going through your stuff. And at one point when they were finished, they said, you know what? J just go ahead with all your stuff. And they didn't charge us a thing. Mm. And we were all like, praise God, we got money left over to bless them even more because we didn't have to pay the taxes. And so that was one testimony. I was like, my God, this is amazing. I don't even know how all this is taking place. Everything happens like this so quickly. Mm -hmm. But it was amazing. But the second time I went, we went with a different leader. And uh, his name is Joe Dine. And he runs a ministry, Bridging, Bridging the Gap, I believe is the name of it. And he is based in uh, Maryland. So he took us. And this time there were only like 15 people. And so we reached the airport in Cuba. We ready to go through customs. They looked through all of our suitcase and then they didn't want to let us go through. So we were like, what? Looking at each other, we're like, what? So he's talking to them. He says, the teacher come here. I need you to interpret. This officer here says he's not letting us get out into Cuba. He says either we pack our bags and take everything home with us or we leave these bags here. And I said, oh no. That, that God didn't bring us this far for that. We are not going to stay stuck here without allowing us to go into the country. We're sitting at the airport. So he says, come and interpret. So I went and I interpret, and the police officer just kept standing there, very adamant and saying, too bad. You're not, you're not going into Cuba. Like, he's not letting us in, just, you know, very defiant. And I'm like, why is he acting like that? Like, he didn't want us. And I said, well... I step back, the man says this, Joe Dine says this, our leader, he says, well, I don't know what else to do. We've done all that I, I've done all I know to do. This officer is not cooperating with us. He doesn't want us to enter Cuba. I don't know what we're going to do. And so he stood, he stood back and everyone that was with us was like already nervous and, and I was getting angry inside. My spirit was like, my Latin blood was boiling. And I said, oh no, this can't be happening. God did not bring us over here with all these bags and all these things to bless the Cuban people. And now they're not letting us enter into that country. This is not right. I looked at the leader and I said to him, I asked him permission. I said, Joe Dunn, can I go personally and talk to that police officer, please? He said, you know what? And he went like this, like I clean my hands. 
I don't know what else to tell him. I can't seem to convince him. Have at it and you go talk to him if you need to. I turned around and I looked at the group that was with us and I said, now mind you, I'm the only Hispanic person there that speaks the language. I looked at them and I said, listen, don't sit there looking at me like my pastor always says, like a cow staring at a new gate. Pray in the Holy <laughs> Ghost. If you know how, pray in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to go talk to that officer right now. So they all started quietly praying because they're all from different denominations. So they were just praying quietly. I walk up to the officer and he's still standing there looking at me, let me up and down like, what is she coming over here to try to talk to me for? I say, excuse me, sir. Can I talk to you for a second? He says, yes, you may. I said, listen, we are here on a mission and you know that we are Americans. We can travel and go wherever we feel like it. We could have taken this time to go on vacation and travel and see wherever we wanted. We don't have any restrictions. But God placed in our heart coming to Cuba to bless your people with the word of God, with some things that we have for them. That's the only reason why we're here. Why are you not letting us come through? We came this far. Do you know that I felt the Holy Spirit say, I'm going to put the words in your mouth. I saw how God immediately moved on that man. He looked at me and he said, you know what, ma'am? Go ahead. Tell the rest of your people that came with you, they can go through. We're going to open the door so they can go out into Cuba. Go ahead. And I said, good Lord. I was like, woo. I just started jumping up and down and shouting for joy <laughs> at the airport. And I said, come on, y'all. Before he changes his mind, grab them suitcases. He said we can go. And we ran out the front door. And the Cubans were waiting for us on the other side saying, we didn't know what was going on in that place because we couldn't hear anything. We just saw y'all were struggling back and forth. But in a second, that man's heart changed. I was like, this is God. And he said, excuse me, miss, come here. And I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I stood in front of him. He said, I want to tell you something. I said, yes, I'm all ears. What you have to say to me? He said, you are welcome in my country. You can come here anytime you feel like it. You are welcomed in this country. And I said, thank you, sir. God bless you. I appreciate that. And I said, let's go, y'all. And we just ran out the door. I, could, I was like, thank you, Jesus. That I saw right there. And everybody in the group was like, that was God. That had to be God. He didn't want us to come through. I said, I know. But God made a way where there seemed to be no way. You know, trust God and know that he's with you and that he sent you to do such and such X, Y, and Z. He's going to make it happen. I don't care what happened to that man. He said, no, no, no. But God said, yes, yes, yes. And he changed that man's heart. It was like in an instant. It was like, I said, what's wrong with him? He's schizophrenic. One thing, he's mean and ugly. The next thing, okay, honey, you welcome to my country. Anytime you want, I say, hallelujah. You bet I'm going to be coming back over here. And there we were, shouting and jumping and blessing the Cuban people with all we have for them. One thing you know is that when God has called you to do something, you know, mm -hmm. the saying that this is where he guides, he provides. That's and right. one thing that I've learned mm -hmm. is that God will finance his vision. He'll yes. make provision for his vision that he has, not for our good ideas no. and our plans, mm -mm. but for, for his vision. The finances will come in. He'll That's give you right. favor. Yes. He'll give you favor with people, just yes. like he gave you favor with that man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you guys were able, the enemy had put a block there to yes, stop you. Of course, he didn't want mm -hmm. you going, going mm -hmm. in there. 
No, we didn't. But God touched but that man's heart. And like exactly. you said, let's hurry and get out of here before he changes his mind. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, when do you plan on going back? Um, well, it's open now. We have to always have a religious visa in order to come into that country and they have to approve it. And they can sometimes just say, no, we don't feel like approving it. And so they don't because they have to put the seal of approval on it. But um, before I left that particular trip that I went on with that incident with that gentleman at the airport, I met three other men that were in charge of making the visas or sealing them to let the people come into the country. And those other gentlemen said to me, I know your name. I said, how do you know my name? He said, your name is Leticia Ardias, isn't it? And I'm like, yes, it is. He said, I'm the one that put the seal of approval on your visa, young lady. I said, you did? They're like, yeah, I am the one uh, who puts those seals on the... He said, you're welcome to my country. Three people that are in charge of the visas to let people into that country said that to me. And I said, God, you have opened the doors to Cuba for me because I have to be here to do whatever you need me to do. And you know, I said, you can bring bags of rice, you can bring this, you can bring that. But all that, you know, eventually is going to run out. Eventually, they're not going to have food again. Right. But if you can bring them hope and learn how to trust the one that is sending you there, I said, if they can believe God and I leave them with hope, you know, when they need something, they know how to call upon the Lord. It may not be me bringing a bag of rice this time, but he'll send someone else. Right. And God will always supply their needs according to his riches and glory. And that's what I do when I go there. You bring the word. You don't just bring material things. You teach them how to trust in the Lord that has sent you to that particular place to bless them in more ways than one. So this day, those Cubans email me. They write to me. That night, they baptized me as a Cuban woman. And I was like, <laughs> are you see? I didn't know what to say. Six pastors standing around me in a circle, putting their hands on my shoulder. Today, we baptize you as a woman of God in Cuba. You are now Cuban. So I called my friend the other day, and I said, I'm, I'm so dying to go to Cuba. I said to her, Veronica, I want to go. And she said, What's stopping you? You Cuban now? You can come here anytime you want to. I said, you know, you're right. You're right. She said, and you just have to find time and bring yourself back over here where you belong. I was like, oh. But it, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. Missions is an amazing thing. Yes, it is. Well, if, if people would like to, like, when you go, if people would mm -hmm. like to sow, is there a ministry that they can sow into? Um, or mm -hmm. would they have to wait till you go? Like before you go, or how, how could people get in touch uh, with well, being a blessing to you? The, oh, they can get in. People still so into, into what I do, into missions. And even now, because I have not been able to go because of the COVID and all of that craziness that was going on, I just sent them four boxes full, four big boxes full of toiletries and soup and crackers. So missions never stop. Okay. This is always here in my heart. And if I can't reach you physically because of whatever time or things that happen, I'm still, I'm still here, 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 sending boxes and full of things that I know they need. And there's a school, uh, someone in Ohio has a little school, I think ages three to five. And I have all, because people send me things and bring me things and I don't need it. I mean, it's for the missions. So I sent her two big boxes of coloring books and pipe cleaners and glue and things for children for her school. 
I couldn't sleep at night. I said, I need to give this away. I need to send this out to someone. It just so happened, God put her in my mind and I sent her all of those items. So if anyone wants to sew or give, I would think the best way to do it is through my email address. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. let them know what your email address is. My email address is New York, spell the word out, New York DF, D I A Z, at hotmail.com. Right. Send me a little message and we'll make arrangements as to how and where you can send whatever you want to send. And be sure to, to mention that you heard her on Revelations from the Heart podcast so that she knows uh, where, where you've heard her from. So be a blessing. You know, uh, a lot of people invest in different things. They invest in stocks. They yes. invest in all different things. And at some point in time, that stuff crashes. It fails because it's, it's earthly things. But one thing that I know that you can invest in that is never going to perish and the only thing that comes from it is God is going to multiply yes. what you give. It's yes. a spiritual thing. It's a spiritual yeah. thing is that when you sow into the kingdom, so Amen. sowing into the kingdom Amen. has better reward and dividends yes. than it does with getting CDs and uh, yes. all that other stuff, banking Amen. type stuff that you get. So I encourage you to Amen. sow into yeah. the kingdom and so on to people that are doing kingdom work you might not be able to go to cuba mm -hmm. but she's going and Amen. so you can be a blessing to to those that she's going with um so we're, we're going to close we're, we've got Amen. just a few moments left so give a last word to the people and close us out with prayer well i just want to encourage everyone the way minister paula says we have to uh, give of what we have, sowing and advancing the kingdom of God. May not be able to go personally to Africa, Cuba, or wherever, but you know there's always someone that is going. And so help those that are going to bring the gospel and bring whatever God leads them to bring to these other countries. And so we will end in prayer? Yes, ma'am. Yes? All right. Well, God, we thank you for this wonderful moment and this opportunity yes. that you have allowed me to share with Minister Paula and all those that are listening to us right now, I pray that you will be blessed in a supernatural way. I pray that if God lays it on your heart to not only sow to me, but to sow to any missions to advance the kingdom, God says we have to help those that are in need and the poor, the widow and the orphans. And so that's what God has called us to do. And I pray that you will always remember that and sow into every opportunity that you have. God will give you a hundredfold return. I thank you, Minister Paula, for the wonderful work that you are doing as well for the kingdom of God and that he will bless you and so into this wonderful ministry as well. Minister Paula, she is a beautiful, reputable young woman that lives a life for God. And I know her personally, so so into her as well. And I thank you so she can continue advancing the kingdom of God. It's never for us is always for someone else. And I can remember the Holy Spirit telling me this when I was in, in uh, the Bible college in Ohio. One night I was in my room ready to go to bed because class was the next morning. And I remember I was studying sign language. And I said, I want to learn this. I want to learn this. And I was ready to turn my light off. It was 10 o'clock at night. And I remember the Holy Spirit said, Letitia, Letitia, call me two times. I sat straight up in my bed, turned the light back on. I said, I know I'm not going crazy. I ain't hearing voices. And I stood quietly and he spoke to me so clearly. And he said, every gift and every talent that I put in your hands is not about you. Because you're not all that. Just like you are not all that. It's mm -hmm. never about you. It's always to bless someone else. And I said, okay, Lord. Okay. And so here we are to bless someone else. Amen. Amen. That's what Amen. It's all about. 
Amen. And when we when we operate and flow with the Holy Spirit and are yes. obedient to what He tells us to do, you know, like I said, I'm not that smart, but when I tap into His power, when He's He's, right. he's going before us, Hallelujah! So he leads and guides us. All He requires is just yes. be obedient to His leading. Yes. When you yes. He He will put His super on your natural. Yes. And Hallelujah! It's, it's, it's just it's, it's really really awesome. So. Thank you so much for being yes. with me today. I pray and I know the listeners have been blessed. I want you yes. all to remember the words in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and, and hearing, hearing by the, the word, word of, of God. God. Amen. Amen. God, God bless, bless you. you. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Be sure to share this episode with someone in your life. Also, share on your social media outlets. And I would love for you to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to my new YouTube channel. You can find the links to all my pages by visiting my website at www.paulacornette.weebly.com. God bless you and hope that you will take time to listen again soon. Thank you.